the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I am super excited to bring on Nicole Herkin, Senior Stock Analyst at The Street. She has a direct relationship with Jim Cramer. Nicole, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm freaked out. Um, Every now and then I get a guest on the show that I, I look at your bio, I look at your Wikipedia page. And you're all that in a bucket of chicken. You're all about <laughs> research, which I dig. That's It's super cool. Research is a very cool thing to be all about. So I'm very flattered. Thank you. <laughs> you and I get paid to be smart, and that's wonderful. And uh, anyhow and anyway, tell us a little bit about your bio, your background. Give us a little in- information before we get into it. Sure. Uh, Well, I started out working in investment banking at Goldman Sachs as an analyst and working in the industrial sector, focusing on autos in particular. And I joined over with Jim Cramer because I had missed the whole journalism aspect that uh, I I was really involved in college, writing in particular, um, researching, reading, absorbing information. So I really wanted to combine that finance thing with a bit of journalism. So I was lucky enough to join Jim Cramer about four and a half years ago and have been working with him on Mad Money and at thestreet.com since then. So it's been a bull market ever since I joined, so that's a good thing. Uh, Very exciting time period to be part of a stock-picking show and always learning, always absorbing information. So it's been a very interesting journey. I think it's fantastic. And from a white, puffy guy's perspective, it's always (laughs) good to see a smart person, female gender in the business. So congratulations and uh, super excited to get to know you. Um, Let's talk earnings season. Um, Show off your big brain here. What are we seeing? (laughs) Well, today happens to be the busiest day of earnings season, so it's been quite overwhelming going through the slew of reports. But really what we're seeing is a lot of positivity. We've seen a lot of names that have sold off after their quarters, but we haven't really seen any earnings report that has indicated that we're going into a recession. You know, with the market up as much as it is, in a still fragile economy, largely helped by Fed action, we really want to be getting reads from these individual names on how the economy is doing, what what they're seeing in terms of demand. And, you know, yesterday we had the disaster of the day, Caterpillar, but 
Other than them, we haven't really seen too many companies complaining about overall weakness in the economy. We're seeing very strong strong trends. Boeing was a highlight, for example, yesterday. And, you know, the aerospace cycle, Ford today, the auto cycle, these cyclical trends are very important for the continuing recovery in the U.S. So that's something that we're really keyed in on, um, certainly positive on the industrials and the cyclical names going into the end of 2013 because the market keeps surging higher because of these continuing reads that we're getting. So that's that's the the main highlight, I guess, thus far. What's interesting to note about what you just said is that we're talking to a big Bay Area audience. I do the show live from San Francisco. Yeah. Palo Alto Networks yesterday on Jim Cramer's Mad Money. Yeah. That's that's sexy, and yet you're talking about Ford, and that's not sexy, and yet that's the driver of our economy. It's it's autos, it's housing. It's big old boring industries that have been around forever. Um, and you're seeing positive things come out, out of boring, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think that's really been actually a theme on Mad Money over these last four years is that you don't need to speculate and be, quote, unquote, risky to make money. A lot of these core companies like DuPont, which has transformed itself from a more commodity-type company into a real science specialty company, or Ford, you know, which has completely restructured over this period, are names that have made investors huge amounts of money. I mean, certainly you bring up – Tech and that, in contrast to auto, Tesla, of course, is the big example, the popular stock of today that is a tech auto stock um, and seems to rise on any bit of news and isn't valued on traditional metrics in any way. So certainly there still is that animal spirits aspect of the market where people are excited about the next best thing. Um, but we've really seen quite a rise in traditional stocks that are really benefiting from a cyclical recovery. You know, our auto sales were completely, were extremely depressed at the height of the recession, and we're still coming back from that along with international growth. So I think that's important. You know, the momentum names like a Tesla or like a Netflix, which of course has seen some mixed action in recent days, um, certainly are interesting aspects of the market and big drivers and really great to play with if you are a younger investor um, and want to catch some upside. But balancing that with some of these core names that are benefiting, again, from cyclical recovery and improving operating metrics, great ways to make money in a slow and steady fashion. Let's talk a little Tesla because you brought it up. Um, Have you seen a Tesla on the road? Um, I have only okay. once, and Jim Cramer was test driving it. <laughs> um, I live in California, San Francisco. I see them everywhere. They're really? incredibly, they're incredibly sexy. I'm not a car guy. I yeah. hate cars. Like I, I think BMW is a waste of money. But yeah. Tesla's all that in a bucket of chicken. Um, yeah. What's what's the the Wall Street angle on Tesla? Because I can tell you the Main Street angle is I want one. Yeah. But I'm not sure it hits the main market as much so in New York as it does in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, Tesla is what is known as a cult stock. Um, You don't want to get in the way of them. So people are just excited about it, and every incremental piece of news that comes out that is in any way positive will drive the stock up. The valuation is absolutely ridiculous. You really can't value it on any traditional metric, um, even if you try to think of it as a tech company versus an auto company. So I think the Wall Street 
perspective is, I don't know. I mean, be, okay. just because the analysts covering the stocks are looking at it, trying to look at it from a metric standpoint, and they can't. So I think I think with Tesla and also with Solar City, which is another Elon Musk name, sure. you, you really don't want to bet against him. At these levels, it's really tough to come in, but it's certainly a, a sexy name. It's a sexy stock, and it's made anyone who's been willing to take the bet a lot of money. I tend to go ahead. You're going to say something. Oh no, I was just going to say. You know, a a colleague of mine, um, Herb Greenberg, who is also he's at thestreet.com and CNBC, wrote an interesting piece about the golden age of momentum. In that, you know, this is a period of time where investors are very excited about these momentum names like Tesla and and Netflix. And um, I think I think that's interesting. We are seeing these names outperform, and we got you know we know that the market likes growth. We've seen that with the very hot IPO market, and you know you being out in California, obviously when you think of new hot IPOs in particular, you think of the tech sector. But we've seen real outperformance from growth names in consumer, from a Noodles, which is a restaurant name, or Sprouts, which health health Whole Foods look alike. Um, so the market likes growth, the market likes momentum, and we're seeing that from IPOs, we're seeing this in consumer names, we're seeing this in biotech, which has been a real area of strength, um, and we're seeing it in this these new areas of tech, even though we've we've had some issues with some of the old tech names recently. So I think it's an exciting time, uh, cyclical recovery from a lot of the standard names and then a lot of new ones that people are chasing uh, or trying to get in on before they continue to go up too high. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about Kimberly Clark, and yet it makes you a lot of money in this type of market. I'm speaking with Nicole Erkin, Senior Stock Analyst at TheStreet.com. Nicole, we've got about two minutes left. I tend to let the guests say whatever they want in the final minute or two. What's on your mind? Um, I guess we could talk about just kind of earnings season being a time to sit back and wait and listen to earnings um, to try to process, to think about how you want to position yourself for the rest of the year and always having some diversification if you are going to bet on a particular name. Do you remember your first conference call, earnings call that you ever sat in on? Um, I asked that. I asked that question because I find this time of year magical. You know, we have yeah. the Super Bowl every three quarters or every three months, four times a year. I love earnings calls. Yeah, you know, I actually would say Starwood Hotels, which reported today, so I can mention that one. I love that conference call. Okay. Fritz Van Passion talks a lot about world trend, global trends, and it's it's a good one to sit down on. So. Thanks very much for joining us. It's Nicole Erkin, Senior Stock Analyst at TheStreet.com. I can't say enough positives about people who are paid to do research, people who are paid to see earnings season for what it is, whether it's Boeing or Honeywell, Caterpillar, TheStreet.com does a wonderful job of reporting about the world economy. Um, TheStreet.com is closely tied to TheDeal.com, so that's Nicole Erkin. Um, She works with Jim Cramer. I mean... I'm not going to put words, and I'm not going to, you know, totally assume, but she puts a lot of thoughts in his mind. I don't know if you can hear the two directly correlated, but it's a wonderful time to to, to pay attention to Wall Street earnings season. So you can find more about Nicole Erkin at thestreet.com. Look her up. Um, she had a bio that freaked me out in a good way. Like, I'm the guy that works in financial media. I'm the financial analyst guy for years and years. And when I see someone who is all that in a bucket of chicken, I'm going to point it out to you. Nicole Erkin, you are 
K-E-N, Senior Stock Analyst at Street.com. Um, I dig research. I dig insight. I dig, you know, you know, going under your grass to find the grub, per se. And that's what earnings season's all about. You can find out more about her at thestreet.com. I'm Rob Black. I'm going to be doing a fundraiser, a phone fundraiser this weekend. Bring your old phone. Grab it from your desk or your office. It's broken. It's glass shattered. Fine. Doesn't work. Doesn't power up. Fine. I'll wipe it for you and I'll donate it to charity for you. I'll recycle it into the economy for you. You can find out more about the event in Walnut Creek. Two events this weekend at Walnut Creek at the Marriott. Find out more at robblack.com. If you want to come and donate a phone, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Something I said in that interview that got lost is worth saying again. I was talking to Nicole Erkin from thestreet.com. I'm so thrilled to see anything other than a white puffy guy talk money. When you turn on CNBC, it's a lot of white puffy guys. So I hope and I, I, I wish that more people of color of different gender get out there and talk money because I can't do it all. I speak for Generation X. Tim Kramer is a baby boomer. And, you know, I don't think he relates with the millennials per se. I think they look at him and go, what? Like, some of them totally get it. But at the same time, millennials are different than Generation Xers, which are different than baby boomers. You have to look at, like, a house to a baby boomer is, hey, I did well, and now I have this big asset. What am I going to do with it in retirement? Should I live here, or should I move on? A house to a Generation Xer is, I'm living here now. I've done okay. I'm in a good school district, but what does my future look like? And should I pay it off or not? A house to a millennial looks like an apartment. Millennials are underemployed. They've got a big, big, big problem. So know that we're all different. And when I see a senior stock analyst, I'm turned on by it. When she's a woman who can talk the talk, I think the industry needs more women. And again, did I just objectify her by saying turned on? Probably. I, you're not even getting the point. We need more people to engage in the financial system. We need a lot more diversity in the financial system. We need to talk about the financial system. You know, whether it's setting a budget and not being condescending about it when you're doing it, whether it's the journalism of financial information. Uh, she she dropped two bombs there. She works with Jim Cramer, 
he's kind of like the the head of the church what's working now. He's the headline guru, kind of like, yeah, I love this, I love this, I love this. And like he finds the stories that we want to hear about, whether it be Chipotle or Under Armour. She's feeding those to him. But she also mentioned Herb Greenberg, who got a start many, 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 many years ago in San Francisco at a cha- TV station called Channel 4 Cron, which is where I work. And in no way, shape, or form am I looking to be a stepping stone into something bigger. I'm done. But we're all very, very different. We're seeing seniors hit more poverty. Seniors now, to me, are baby boomers. And again, that's embarrassing because I've got some brothers who are older than me who are considered baby boomers. I'm considered Generation X. My family had babies basically way too often, my mom and dad, that we hit two generations. Me and my sister are Xers. Even my sister may even hit a millennial angle. Basic outlines of poverty in America are sadly familiar. 46.5 million Americans are poor. They're not doing financial talking. They're not planning at an early age. I don't care if you're making minimum wage right now. You need to save for retirement. Because retirement's going to be less than minimum wage to you. People 65 and older, they're vulnerable. Very vulnerable of running out of money in retirement. Extreme poverty is not something that's attractive. Women outlive men, so I think poverty in your old age is more of a woman's issue than a man's issue. When there's two of you pulling in a Social Security check, that's better than one on a lot of levels because you're able to save some money to living as one. Poverty hitting women is a disgrace to our country. Because we are a country that takes care of women and children first. Look at how we fight our wars. I want to empower everyone on a financial angle. So, again, tip of the hat to Nicole Erkin. I know I've gone on way too long on this. You could do her a favor by following her at Twitter, at Nicole Erkin. U-R-K-E-N. You are Ken. (laughs) That's probably the easier way of saying it, right? So... Changing topics and trying to get focused again. And again, any financially smart woman, I'm going to endorse you and I will employ you. Like, if you want to come into radio and television, just have something. Just have something. Five reasons Santa could be cruel to children this holiday season. And I bring that story up of Santa being mean to children. Wouldn't you just love Santa would slap children (laughs) this year instead of bringing them toys? Like, that would be refreshing, right? But Hasbro and Mattel, they got to look at the iPad and go, what the hell can I do to compete with that? That's frustrating, right? Kids today love the iPad. So Christmas is not going to be in great shape this year because the consumer is not in great shape. Christmas this year has a bit of the millennials. They're waiting to get married. They're waiting to have children. So we're starting to get fewer Eight-year-olds, fewer seven-year-olds, fewer five-year-olds, fewer four-year-olds. The glorious days of your childhood Christmas years. We have a late Thanksgiving this year, which is good if you're the Green Bay Packers, because you've got a lineup that's injury-plagued. It's horrible if you're a retailer, because we need a long... We want Christmas in the first Thursday of the month, not the last Thursday of the month. We want... We want as much as we can get from Thanksgiving to Christmas. 
of it's a world of laughter. It's a world. We want Christmas, Christmas, Christmas droning on nonstop. We want Frosty the Snowman playing two or three times if you're a retailer. And I think retailers are being a little conservative. They look at the job market. They look at the government shutdown. And there's, there's a lot of issue there that's a little eh. Big event coming up this weekend in Walnut Creek. Retail drives the economy. The economy drives the stock market. That's why I brought that up, that whole segment about Santa Claus. Money 101, this Saturday from 9 to noon. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 1 to 4. It's a charitable event. $5 to get in and or donate your old cell phone. If you donate your old cell phone, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I'll get you a pass to get in for free. Rates, policy forms, and availability vary by Sierra. What you will get is a solid week of valuable exposure. Of- the views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers before making any investment or financial planning decision. Your money, your source for breakings, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. You may hate me. It's all good. I talk money, I talk investing. I talk just odd concepts on getting you to retirement. My goal is to inspire you, whether it be getting more women and people of color into the financial services industry, or it could be Jeremy Piven's paycheck, you know, being tied towards an entourage movie and saying, you know, do you really care about it or not? But, you know, as a character actor, that's all he's got. Jeremy Piven is, you know, Ari, and he is Entourage. I mean, he became the, the dominant character of that show. The mystery of holding up a movie, to me, is a lesson to teach you and I about, like, you only work from age 20 to 60. Now, Brett Favre is being courted by the St. Louis Rams to come back and play football. He's 44 years old, so maybe you do work from 20 to 60 in football and 20 to 60 in acting. You're an actress, you probably work from 20 to 30, and then you're too old. Or you go from being the girlfriend or the hot, sexy cop to being the mom. Anyway, will they give him back-end compensation or not? Will the Entourage movie move forward or not? Um, That also brings up the question, like, all the boys from Entourage, whether it be Ari or the main characters, you know, any deal that gives all them an opportunity to share equally in the upside, I think everyone would say, great on one hand, but if you're the producers, you're like, look, the world's not exactly clamoring for this movie. We're going to give you a big payday, take it or leave it. And that's where we all meet in the middle. Keep in mind, HBO is owned by Warner Brothers. HBO developed Entourage. They took a chance on it. They spent some money on it. They marketed it. They, you know, featured it. 
they as a company aren't entitled as well, right? Back in 2007, Kim Cattrall dragged her feet in signing on for the first Sex in the City movie. It worked out on both sides. She got a plusher payday. Warner Brothers and HBO got a movie that went on to earn more than $415 million. Now, again, you look at Sex and the City and you're like, how did that movie make $415? Right? I know. So, um, it's all interesting. People need to determine what value is, whether it be a stock or whether it be an actor or a TV show. It's really, really important that you figure this all out before you get involved in making decisions that will hurt you or help you. Carl Icahn's in the news. Again, I love my job because I get to talk like Carl Icahn. I know you're saying Carl Icahn. I get to talk hog productivity. Hog productivity? Are you kidding me? Like, that's the best thing ever. Okay, U.S. hog productivity is at a 17-year high. It's been a good run. (laughs) But we've reached our hog productivity highs. The era of dramatic productivity growth in hog production from 1992 to 2009 will likely remain unmatched. Absent significant technological innovation. So somehow, some way, some shape, some form, we've kept hog prices low, even though we've had higher feeding costs to hogs. It's been big for agriculture in America. Exports increased enormously. Higher concentrations of manure meant greater amounts of nitrates, phosphorus, and potassium. It flows in the ground. It flows in the water. The hog productivity is the end of the small farm. It led way to the bigger farm. What happens next? Probably volatile commodity prices, hog bellies. You know, again, higher volatility means the smaller farmer gets screwed. Do you not love my job as much as I love my job? I get to talk about hog bellies, pork bellies. Pimco's Bill Gross doesn't like Icon's, Carl Icon's strategy to get more value for shareholders from an Apple share buyback. It's interesting. When billionaires feud, so Bill Gross, who, I don't know, I find him odd. I find his boss, Elarion, really odd. I find the lisp, I find, I, I find everything just weird. Like, I find it weird that they buy advertising on CNBC and then they become on it. CNBC as experts, I find it all weird. So, Bill Gross from Pemco tweeted, Icon should leave Apple alone and spend more time like Bill Gates. If Icon's so smart, use it to help people, not yourself. That's a, a shot fired. Like, that is a shot fired. Like, sweet! People hate each other. And they're willing to say it out loud. Now, I find Bill Gross not so gross. He's a great Bond voice. At my age, I don't really need a great Bond voice. So Bill Gross sometimes gets, you know, pushed out. At my age, I'm more worried about, you know, 
poker in Vegas and accumulating wealth, there was a legendary, epic issue last night. Jim Chanos, he's a, a short seller. David Einhorn, even-tempered kind of guy. Um, John Rogers from Ariel Investments. Investments, Mario Gabelli from Gabelli Asset Management, Bill Perkins, they all got together and they played poker on Bloomberg Television last night. And what's amazing about it is they got bitter. They got bitter with each other. And they played rough. You never know how people are going to act once they get cards in their hands. You really don't. And that's a lesson learned from whether you're a twenty something at work this weekend this week or whether you're in your your your, your latter years and you have a boss who's twenty years old and you're a baby boom, you're six years old. Watching how people behave when they have cards in their hands, when they're in the game, which is what poker is, it's a game. And what business is it's a game, what your work week is, it's a game. You never know how people are going to act. I saw last night on Bloomberg six billionaires play poker, and it was fascinating. They were the biggest Richards on the planet. They were mean to each other. They were cruel to each other. They had no respect for one another. And you could truly see, you know, people's uh, character. You work from age 20 to 60, and you need to play the game as correctly as you can. Got a big event coming up this weekend in Walnut Creek, a wealth preservation retirement planning from 1 to 4 with CFP Chad Burton. You can hear a show new focus on wealth from 1 to 4, uh, 1 to 2 every day. But this weekend you can meet them in Walnut Creek from 1 to 4, wealth preservation retirement planning, Walnut Creek Marriott. I'm going to do a Money 101, All Things Financial, where I'm going to teach you how to accumulate wealth. He's going to teach you how to preserve it. If you want to give me your phone, it's a charitable fundraiser this weekend. Just bring your old phone, your old cell phone. It can be cracked, it can be broken, it doesn't have to power up. Just bring any old phone. Um, but to get the free pass, you have to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, or sign up for the event, $5, robblack.com. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I am doing a fundraiser because, believe it or not, I have a heart. Even though I appear to play a monster on Wall Street. This weekend in Walnut Creek, I'm going to be doing a couple meet and greets in November and December for similar type cause. Meet and greets are absolutely positively informal chances where you get to come, hang out, talk stocks, ask questions. I give you a list of stocks. I'll do one in the peninsula. I'll do one probably at Jack London Square. And then I'm done for the year. It's been a good year. It's been a great year on Wall Street, and I hope you've appreciated it. I hope you appreciate the fact that I don't freak out. If I'm going to freak out, it's going to be about something like my cable modem not working. It's not going to be about Wall Street. I have a stock that I'm going to talk about this weekend 
that I think has double inside of it easily. And there's a secondary play that I think has a lot of upside as well. You come to these events, I deliver. Stock that I don't have a position in, but I'm probably going to be buying in the next couple of days. I'll wait till Monday or Tuesday after the event in Walnut Creek, just in case, you know, I get, like, I was pumping it. I've been researching the stock that I'm really excited about, and its sister company is pretty good as well. We got the SP 500 up two, the Dow up 63, the Nasdaq up 11. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton talking things besides portfolios, i.e., things besides wealth that you need to start thinking about for retirement. We have a retirement wealth preservation seminar coming up soon. You can find out more at robblack.com. What do things need to be thinking about other than their cash money? Transitioning into retirement is a big life-changing event, so you have to update a lot of things. Um, the first thing is make sure you update your estate plan, and especially in a state like California where probate is extremely expensive. Right. If you have property outside of if, – if you have real estate and more than $30,000 of assets, especially outside of you know an IRA, you need a trust. Okay. You really do. It's going to save – what you spend on a trust, you'll save your heirs triple that in probate fees. So you need a, a trust, but along with that comes two other very important documents. It's the power of attorney, so if something happens to you, your spouse can step in and handle your affairs or a loved one, and a health care director. Okay, well, wait, it's not to power of attorney. Who should get my power of attorney? Your wife, spouse. Spouse? Yeah. Okay. But keep in mind, I, I want a new wife every five years, mm-hmm. especially in retirement. It's called the trade-up policy. <laughs> Do I give it to... Let's see if you can still maintain that trade-up policy and <laughs> when you're 65. Dude, I plan to be like the guy who... Uh, I don't even want to get there. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. No, 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 no. Um, so, okay, so let's say you do get divorced and you have some power of attorney. How do you... Can you undo a power of attorney? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as you do a new one, part of it, the document is you're, you're rescinding all the other power of attorneys. Okay, what's a durable power of attorney? A durable power of attorney, if it's not a durable power of attorney, a lot of financial institutions ignore it or say that it's not strong enough. So you can think of a durable power of attorney in layman's terms as a much stronger, longer-lasting document. But you still run into situations where certain financial institutions still want their own document signed. Right. So even though you have one, you still might want to check with your financial institution to make sure that the one that you have is actually good enough and and uh, their legal department will also honor it. So Anna Nicole Smith, she married like a 90-year-old oil baron who was going to leave his money to his children. She started feeding him bacon sandwiches, which, I'll be honest with you, it's pretty tasty. I don't know if you've ever had a bacon sandwich. Put a little strip of bacon on top, even better. Yeah. Um, So that whole estate plan got challenged in court for years. You know, was he of sound mind? Did she use him? Uh, you don't see that very often. These documents are pretty hardcore. Bullet, I see, I see a story like that at least once a year. Okay. Even just of, of people that I talk to or you know, new clients that I meet, the stories that they tell. Um, and that's one of the topics. One of the things that you have to do to get ready for retirement is get healthy. You know, <laughs> people that aren't healthy, a lot of times they're taken advantage of. You know, if somebody can see that you're wealthy but not very healthy, right. they'll be knocking at your door. Interesting. And so get healthy because not only that, but you will spend less on health care costs. So one of the things that you should focus on as part of your life-changing event, which is going into retirement, is getting healthy. Because in order to enjoy retirement, you need to be healthy in order to do the things that you never wanted to do. 
or you never had the time to do, you need to be healthy. Like fly fishing. <laughs> or traveling, whatever. Hiking. Um, having hobbies and charitable intent is also, you know, things that you volunteer for. The happiest people I see are the ones that have a lot of hobbies, whether it be golf or quilting, for that matter, <laughs> some of those weird things. Quilting's not a hobby. It's, it's, you'll be surprised, Rob. Um, <laughs> you think I'll ever make a quilt? Go to Sisters, Oregon during the Quilt Fest. It's ridiculous. Um, charitable intent is also volunteering. You and I got to go stroll for chicks at a quilt fest. That's right. That would be a sight. Fancy motorhomes and odd eyeglasses. Motorhomes, there's a retirement expense. Yeah, very expensive. Very expensive. Rent, don't buy, unless you're going to use it 365. Yeah. yeah. Retirement is the biggest life-changing year of that. It's bigger than a divorce. It's bigger than becoming an empty nester. You go from funding a nest egg and having a paycheck and having something to do and a requirement every day to something completely different. And a lot of times it requires counseling to make that transition and, and a lot of long-term counseling? preparation. Yeah. I've... I've got a client right now, Rob, that went from running a large construction company. Right. Uh, you know, $300,000 a year. Right. Uh, everybody was always knocking on his door every every day, um, you know, 14 hours a day until he was 62 years old. And he's gone through this phase of depression because he can't spend the money that he created. Right. Um, more than well prepared for retirement. And he just doesn't know what to do every day when he wakes up. Yeah. He doesn't. He didn't create those hobbies over his lifetime because he worked so hard, and so he's going through a, a very depressive state right now. That sounds like me in twenty years. <laughs> it could be. I have uh, no hobbies. I have no friends. Hobbies? Who would you talk to? My only my only hobbies are unhealthy. <laughs> and can wind me up in jail if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, well, speaking of jail, what, the other things you got to help and prepare for is speaking of jail. <laughs> me, like is helping nice kids, transition. helping your kids out. A lot of people have to be ready to help kids and grandkids because the job market's tougher for younger people now yeah. than it was ten years ago. Uh, and be ready to be busier than ever. A lot of people once they retire, they say, "I don't know how I had time to work. I'm so busy now." So just be ready to say to enjoy what you saved and don't don't become a miser. One of my uncles actually goes to prisons and talks to prisoners uh, in retirement. Kind of interesting. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And you can come meet both Chad and myself Saturday in Walnut Creek at the Marriott. If you want to just drop by a phone and donate it for charity, that's great. You can write down the name of the phone and the model. That's great. But we're doing a wealth preservation retirement planning event from 1 to 4 and a money... 101 event, wealth accumulation event from 9 to noon at the Marriott in Walnut Creek. It's probably the last time I get out that far east until this time next year. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Drop me an email if you want to donate a phone and get some information on how to get in for free. Rob at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So there's something called career renters. I'm doing a lot of research right now. I'm going to be doing a 
speech at Visa soon. Visa, for the record, I think I own shares of the company. I think it's top-notch. I've never seen a company that hires as diverse population as they do. You can have a degree from UCSB in physiology, and they'll hire you. And it may not be your career job, but you get promoted in your career there. They network better than any company I've ever seen network. And that includes Facebook. That includes Cisco Systems. Companies that I've given speeches at, like LinkedIn. I I, I love LinkedIn. They're the king of networking, right? And I've given a speech there. And uh, Visa asked me to come back the year after... I was invited to speak at their Women in Investing Conference, or Women Conference. When I signed up for it, I thought it was a just a, sure, I'll come talk to Visa. I didn't realize it was a Let's Empower Women Conference. And Visa's, again, pretty damn top-notch. I haven't met a person that works there that I find shabby. It's got a good culture. If they're shabby, they're shabby at home. They're not shabby there. So they asked me to give a speech, and this is challenging to me, on millennials, Generation Xers, and baby boomers. And a lot of this material I'm now absorbing on millennials for the first time ever in my life. That I'm not saying that I don't care about, but I'm starting to focus a little bit more on how unemployed they are as a group. Not at Visa, because I'm speaking to a group that's employed. But... I have to give three different speeches to three different groups, and yet it all has to be about the same things, like housing for you know, Generation Xer is different than housing for millennial. A lot of millennials, 20 to 35 years old, look at life as, I'm just going to rent. There's no reason to buy. They've seen nothing but a down stock market, or until the last two years, they've seen nothing but a challenge stock market. Now they don't trust the stock market. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.